Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're asking ourselves if Christians are the problem. That's the question that our society has asked and has increasingly answered for us. Yes, they say Christians are the problem, and they're saying it louder and louder every day. They look at Christianity as foolish at best and hateful, judgmental, and self-righteous at worst. You know, backward superstition, they say, is holding the world back from being this peaceful utopia. So is that who I am? Are the faithful society's problem? And I guess it all depends on how you define a problem, but they have leveled serious charges against us. They call us hateful, but Christ said we must love others. They call us judgmental, but Christ said that we must accept everyone just as he does. They call us self-righteous, but even Christ, who's the only one who deserved to be self-righteous, humbled himself for our sake. If we are who society says we are, then we can't be who Christ demands we be. Now, we can't give any defense for people who claim that Jesus is their master but don't obey his word. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And people who say they love Jesus, who call themselves Christians but don't keep his commandments, are indefensible. They very well may be a hateful, judgmental, self-righteous group that don't have fellowship with us or God. You know, we can join the chorus and say they are the problem, and we should, because this shouldn't be a debate about culture or value systems. And that's an important point. Because in this culture war that we're in the middle of, some Christians have felt like they need to defend what we can call Judeo-Christian values. And what that means is that anytime something is done under the flag of Christianity or even the more broad so-called Christian value system, then it must be considered a personal affront against our faith. Let's say it loud and clear. That does not need to be so. This war is not about values. It's not about culture. It is about authority. For example, I'm opposed to lying. Jesus tells me I need to be. But that does not mean I support everyone who is opposed to lying. We may share that single moral, but if they don't oppose lying because God is the, the, the ruler of their life, then we are on completely different wavelengths. Jesus said in Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. There are many people who claim Christ and claim to hold up his banner, but not all belong to him. We don't need to waste our time defending them because even if we agree with some of what they do, some of their values, our authority is what truly matters. So with that disclaimer out of the way that we can't defend everyone who claims Christ, we then need to ask ourselves if we ourselves are defensible. When we have Christ as our authority, are we a problem. Well, let's look at what kind of people we must be if we want to be a disciple of Christ, and then I'll let you answer that question for yourself. First, 
Christians choose peace. Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 18 instructs Christians, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, to live at peace with everyone. Christians are always striving for reconciliation because that's what Christ did for us. He reconciled us with God. When Christians interact with people, they want peace, not discord. It's not always possible due to the decision of others, but as far as the Christian goes, a peace can always be made. In a world filled with war and animosity, peace is a tempting offer for me at least. Number two, Christians obey authority. You know, despite the impression some false teachers are intent to make, Christians cannot be a political party or a political ideology. Why should it be? Why would we concern ourselves with perfecting a kingdom in a dying world when we can have life in an already perfect kingdom? Romans 13 tells Christians that we should obey civil government even when we don't agree with them on some things. You know, surely the Roman Empire that Paul was writing about was not the ideal government for Christians. Nevertheless, Christians paid taxes, they respected the rule of law, they honored those who deserved honor, and today we respect our bosses, we respect our parents, we submit with humility, making ourselves like servants. When worldly laws, when worldly rules seek to prevent us from carrying out God's wills, Christians will always obey the higher authority. But disobedience is not our default. That's why, regardless of the politician, regardless of the political party in office, Christians pray for and respect our elected representatives. Number three, Christians work hard and they take care of their families. You know, Christians are committed to hard work to take care of people, and also so that we can glorify God. We're told that whether we eat or drink or whatever else we do, it's all for his glory. You know, we work because we want to take care of our families. We want to take care of those without families. James 1.27 says that religion God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Christians take care of people, especially the vulnerable. Christians believe in marriage and that we should love and support and care for our spouses and children and parents. Fourth, Christians believe in free will. Christians make a choice to submit to the Son of God, and they want others to make that same choice too, but we know that we can't make that choice for you. You have the freedom to choose your master. Christians obey Christ's command to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And so Christians go out. We preach to everyone we can get an audience in front of, and we want others to believe and be baptized. But we can't force belief. There's no law that we can pass that will save souls. We can't intimidate you into it. We can go, we can preach, and we can pray that you accept the life that only Christ can offer to you. Fifth, Christians love unconditionally. We are saved because of love. We have hope because of love, and so we know that we must love too. First John chapter 4 grounds us in that truth when John writes, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. 
But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Christ loved me when I was unworthy of it. And so I too can learn how to love unconditionally, which leads us to number six, which is Christians are willing to die for you. Christians are nothing without love. And that's why just a chapter before, John also writes in verse 16, this is how we know what love is. Christ Jesus laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. As long as I still have breath in my lungs, I still have more I can offer you. Christians will offer up everything they have for others. Not because we don't value those things, that we don't value the life that we have, but because that is what Christ did for us. There you have it. That is what Christ says Christians are. Peaceful, humble, hardworking, loving, and sacrificial. If you call yourself a Christian, but are not striving for that kind of life, then remember what Jesus will say to those who say, Lord, Lord, but do not do his will. Away from me, you evildoers. But when Christians act like who we claim to be, the followers of Christ, I'll let you judge for yourself if those characteristics we read about are a problem for society. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.